I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bella. Thank you for being here this week. I appreciate every time that you come and join me on the show. And thank you for listening. And I appreciate you. And I hope your week is going fantastic. Um, just thought you might want to know that. So that's me being friendly and building community. The uh, <laughs> This week, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about public relations. But public relations in the sense of you. And so what we've been talking about recently on the podcast is really about building community. We saw what the Irish did for St. Patrick's Day. We had the the amazing Irish tweeting goddess Sam Kelly talk to, to us last week about building community and online and creating that community that you want. And I wanted to take it a step further, thinking about how to apply some of these things to you. And I think about, you know, I usually go in and out when I think about what I'm going to do on the show. I I usually think about it through a few different lenses. One is there's something I'm working with a lot of clients on that might be a new a new trend or a new thing, whatever. Uh, and this covers that because this isn't new, but it's I feel like every single one of my clients has had some aspect of of PR, and we're talking about PR and public relations and and what that actually means. Um, not from a business standpoint, but for you. And so that's the one of the other lenses I like to do is I like to think about what does a business do. And how do we apply that to whatever it is that we're doing and building our career and, and doing all of that stuff, thinking strategically and uh, putting that stamp on, on what we're doing in the workplace. So that's where, that's where this was born out of is we're building community, but as part of a community, any community, we need a little bit of PR for us in order to have the influence in the community that we actually want. And community... In this sense, I mean, it could be really in any sense that you want, but it's not the community in terms of your neighbors, although you could do that in this way. It's not necessarily your community on social media, although you could use this in this way. It could be the way that I had initially thought about this this episode was the community of people that you work with. And many of my clients, Many of my clients have some aspect of what's the PR plan for me within my organization. So I want to position myself to get into the C-suite. What's the PR plan to get me there, right? Maybe I'm an executive director or a director level. I feel like I may have stalled out. Is there a PR component to getting you beyond that hump and say, you know what, how am I communicating to different people within the organization to communicate my value and, and to do whatever it is that that I want to do? The... One of my previous episodes, I had talked about building your personal board of directors. And this is how I think about what businesses do and how you can do it for your particular career. Building your personal board of directors, every public company has a board of directors. They put the interest of the company first and make the decisions to say this is what's best for for the company. And and so from a personal perspective, from a career perspective, from a small business perspective, creating that little board of directors is a very helpful thing. And it's going to be the same for, for PR. Do you have a little PR team that can communicate your, your best part? So today, 
I'm going to talk about PR. I'm really going to explain how PR really works. A lot of people don't know how PR works. I'm going to talk about the, the marketing versus substance aspect of PR versus marketing in relation to you and, and how you can actually put together a PR plan specifically for you. So we can drive the way people within an organization or beyond the organization in our communities, whatever it is, we can drive the way that they're thinking about us. Um, you'll hear a lot of the themes in this. I mean, I hate the term personal branding. I hate it. I think it's so dumb and I think it's so such a waste. But for lack of better terms, some of this will be relatable to that personal branding idea of, you know, am I putting my best foot forward? I would say be cautious with it. Don't make this change everything that you do. But I want you to think strategically about the story that's being told about you. That's probably the best way to put it. It's not, you know, this isn't strategically what's the brand I'm putting out and how much can I influence and do people like me? And when I go to this networking event, do I have my little 30-second pitch down? That's not that's not what we're talking about today. There is a brand. There are components of a brand. And some of those components are a belief system. You know, what do you believe? Some of those components are a PR. What's the story that's being told? Some of the components are reputation. So there are all these components to brand. And I would say that PR is probably part of that. Okay. So that's that's what I'll, that's the only thing I'm really going to say about personal branding because I hate it. Hate it. Um, <laughs> it's such a gimmick. Anyway, um, so so here's what you need to know. Like, let, let's talk about what PR is. Public relations. I used to work in PR. I used to work in public relations for a few different financial firms. I was also doing public relations and communications work for financial firms during the financial crisis, which is probably the worst possible job you could have at the worst possible moment. Uh, I've done it. Okay, so I was right in the fire and, I, and I've done it. But here's how PR works from a business perspective. An organization will have a team of people, typically a team, maybe one person. And this person's job is to create and keep relationships with typically journalists, television shows, producers, influencers. I guess that's something new now. Um, and their job is to create stories where you will be a part of it. Okay, so your organization. So let's say I work for uh, Kodak Film, and I have a PR person. Anytime a story comes out about pictures or whatever, I'd want Kodak to be mentioned in that story. And that's what the PR people do. They, they are there to get positive stories about the organization out there. They will call up reporters and say, hey, I have this idea for a story and I have this person who'd be a great interview for it. And they that's how many stories you read about. That's how they get started. So they create these relationships with the writers. They pitch the writers on these stories that would be beneficial for them. And and that's how you end up seeing the, the CEO of X organization to be sitting on the cover of New York Times Magazine. That's the job of PR. That's a big hit. That's that's how you get them on Good Morning America. That's how you get them on all these people. So when you see them, and it seems like it's an objective conversation, there's a lot of work that goes on in the background about getting that story positioned in the way that you want it and getting that person right there to say it. So there's a difference between that and marketing. In public relations, you want that third-party objective discussion, right? If you read an article 
about some trend or something that's going on. It's being written from the perspective of the journalist. The journalist is doing the research and saying, look, I've done this work. Here is a person who can be an expert. And they're basically telling the story for you. And that's great. And you want that. Marketing just comes from the, the company, which is why they spend a lot of money just creating these ads. Um, they're basically telling you it's a layer of BS. In real life, it's basically like the Instagram reality. You know it's not really true, but it's what people want to put out. And that's kind of what personal branding has become. And that's why I don't like it. It's inauthentic. Nobody really believes it. There's this facade. And that's that's marketing. Uh, and if you want, a, a few years ago probably, I did a, an episode on marketing versus substance. And I compared Apple to Android and how there some people like the shiny ball. I've had two iPhones. They did nothing. They did not work. I couldn't load emails or anything. But I bought into the marketing campaign. And now they're like $1,000. It's ridiculous. And then you got to pay an extra $500 for, for, to plug it into a wall or something for the environment. That's marketing, right? That's, that's ridiculous. Whereas Android is cheap, but it works. I've never had a problem with it. And that's why I use an Android phone, because it actually works. And so there's marketing and substance. There, there are people who are workhorses with no pizzazz. They're Android. And then there are those people who really have no substance. And you're like, how the hell did you get where you are? Because they've got a really good personal PR plan, a marketing plan, and all that stuff. And that's their marketing. Ideally, you have a combination of both. Okay, so that's just my little rant on PR, marketing, and how it all fits. So an organization has marketers who create stories and tell it from the organization. And then you've got the PR people who do this roundabout way to have a story get told. So that's how PR works from an organizational perspective. Let's talk about creating a plan for you. How do you take that knowledge of how PR works? How do you take that uh, understanding of marketing and PR and creating a plan and communicating it and having people uh, promote a reputation? How do you do that for you. Now, I'll tell you how to do that for you. There, there are a few different things we have to think about. One, uh, first and foremost, you have to think about your audience. And there are three philosophical audiences that we have to think about. And, and who is within that audience will change based on where you are in a level of an organization. Okay, so we're talking about, let's say you are a frontline employee versus trying to get into the C-suite. Your three groups of people, what composes them is going to slightly change. But in, in philosophically, there are three levels and they are, for lack of better terms, clients, employees and shareholders. Okay, clients from an organization. Right. So if, if I'm a company, I communicate to my people that I'm selling to. I communicate to the owners of the company and I communicate to the people who work for me. Now, if we take a step back, it's basically the people above you, the people below you, and the people around you. You have different types of people in those audiences. So let's say you work in an organization. You're the director of uh, marketing or accounting or whatever. You might have people who report to you. Those are your employees. You've got your boss and the senior leadership. That's your shareholders. And then you either are creating something for peers within the organization. Those are your clients. Or maybe you're external facing and you actually have clients. Okay, so th those are your three. So you go above, below, and beyond uh, and around. So your, your message is typically going to be the same, but we have to customize it to your audience. So let's say, for example, uh, I want to convey that I'm an effective leader. Okay, I want to make this real. So, so we have to think about the message we want to convey to three groups of people. It's the same message but we actually have to change how we say it to the people. 
So for example, I want to be an effective leader. Marketing is you just make a big sign that says, I am an effective leader. And that's great. And people say, oh, okay, that's nice, right? But they don't really believe it. How do you communicate that you're an effective leader to the people above you? How do you communicate that you're an effective leader to the people below you? How do you communicate to the, that you're an effective leader to the peers or clients or, or whatever? How you convey it, you're not allowed to just say it. They have to feel it. And what are you doing when you make this real for you, for your three types of audiences? And if you pause for a second, what are people going to see from their perspective? How do you get them to piece all of this together and think about you in a particular way. And this comes down to communication. This comes down to, to, to understanding your audiences. In order to communicate something, you have to package it in a way for them to understand it in the easiest possible way for them to understand it. So effective leadership for people below you is really living your example. I'm going to say something and I'm going to follow it up and you're going to believe it, right? There's an authenticity there. There's a consistency there. There is um, aligning with, with your belief system of I have a vision and this is where we're going to go and I'm going to help you get there and I'm doing my best to get you there. People will feel that you're a leader, okay? That's the people below you. People above you. Uh, do you have, you know, I want to show you that I'm a leader. You want to communicate not necessarily something that your vision and the alignment, you want to show that you have a vision, but you want them to understand that you've got it. Okay, so that your boss doesn't come after you all the time saying, where is this? You want them to say, you want to communicate, look, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. I'm going to update you in the appropriate way. I've got this. I'm a leader. I'm thinking about things differently. I've got this new idea, whatever it is. Okay. Then the people around you is I'm delivering to you what it was I said I was going to deliver to you. And then they will have that. So it's the same message, but we've done it slightly differently for those three different audiences. So when I think back to 2008 and the, and the financial crisis, we were creating communication plans for our leadership and they had their three audiences and banks were collapsing, brokerage firms were collapsing, mortgage firms were collapsing. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And when you think about the three audiences, you had to communicate to everyone that you were safe. So you communicate to the employees of your company in a financial firm, hey, we did not have these crazy investments. We're um, extremely conservative. I want you to know we're doing everything that we can. It's going to be a bumpy road, but we're not going to be Lehman Brothers. I want you to know that, right? You have to take that stress away. And now you've communicated uh, some kind of strong foundation for people to feel comfortable to work there. Okay, that's your audience. Same message has to go out to clients. Your money is safe here. Right? Your money is safe here. We didn't have the, the crazy investments. We're not the next Lehman Brothers. Please keep your money here and everything's going to be okay. Okay, Same message, slightly different need based on the audience. Then you go to the people who own your stock, your shareholders, your owners. Say, stock price should stay where it is. It might dip a little bit because of the general economy, but I want you to stay invested. We're not going to disappear like Lehman. No fire sales, yada, 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 yada. Same message, slightly different based on the audience, based on what they need and what their perspective is. So from you, say, I want to communicate I'm an effective leader. I want to communicate that um, I should get a promotion. I want to communicate that I'm a really nice person. Whatever it is that you want to communicate, it doesn't matter. I want to communicate that I, that I knit really great sweaters. Wonderful. How are you doing that based on your three audiences? And what do they need from their perspective? How is this going to be relevant to them from their perspective. Now, 
as you move up in an organization, it's going to slightly change because your peers are going to change. Your clients are going to change. The amount of people that are below you are going to change. Above you, it's going to slightly change. The pressure goes up. So you know, maybe a lower level in an organization, you're just getting start started. Maybe you want that message to be that you have good ideas, you get shit done, you're a really hard worker, right? And that's part of the message to get you to the next level. Maybe, right? Because you want to communicate up to maybe management level. But once you get up to managing director level, all of a sudden the message might not want to be that you're a hard worker, that should just come with the territory. It might want to be that you're a strategic thinker. It might want to be that you can effectively lead an organization to influence change. It might be uh, it might be that you can, I don't know, insert whatever here. I don't know what you're dealing with. But think about it from that perspective to say, you know what, now I have to communicate it to the CEO. Now I have to communicate it to the board. Now I have to communicate it to my peers who are also at managing director level. And how do we change that message based on that audience? And the stakes are different. So as you go up, much much of your plan will come from this messaging versus reality. And uh, and so step number one is going to think through who your audience is. And it's a really good exercise to go through because you you need this ongoing level of effective relationships. And so as I talked about this and I just like rushed through all that, I just got like really excited about (laughs) personal PR plans, but creating your personal PR plan, creating your personal board of directors, we have to take the time to do that because if you're not controlling the message of your effectiveness as a leader, your productivity, your ability to execute, whatever that is, if you're not influencing that message, somebody else is. And it's why you'll see organizations, once they rebrand, they take up all the names that they can from websites and and Twitter handles and everything else because they have to control the message. And you have to take that within your control to say, you know what, how am I influencing and finding people who can influence my story? Because everybody has a story. We talk about in the workplace, the big thing now is everyone's got to have their story. Can you tell a good story? I'm an effective storyteller, right? And your story is the fun, one of the fundamental basic components of a PR plan. Who's your audience? What's your story? That's that's it. And how are you going to tell it? Those are one, two, three. And the first step is understanding who your audience is because your story is going to have to be adjusted based on the audience. So think about who's your audience. If you're a community, a leader of a community, who is your audience? Who are the people in the community that you need to influence? And there are going to be three. And in in your organization, if you own a small business, who are the people that you are trying to influence? And and how do you actually do that from a PR perspective? You don't need a lot of money for this to create a PR team and everything. Most of us, we just have to do that simple thinking through of this is my reality. This is my audience. This is my story. And this is how I want to communicate it. And so I hope that's helpful. It's a nice little, I'm looking at the clock, a little less than 20 minutes on creating a PR plan. That's fundamental. I mean, people are paying me to come and do this for them. I might as well give it to you for free. Like think through it. If you could do it on your own, then you might as well just do it. Think through, and I'm happy to challenge you on any of this stuff. Call me if you want me to do like a seminar for you people if you want. There are three audiences you have to articulate. Who are your clients? Who are your shareholders? Who are your employees? 
or whatever, above, below, around, right? Think about your three types of audience. Think about your story. And then think about how we can communicate it. And there you go. Now, you, now you've started a PR plan. How you implement it is uh, is going to be another episode. So coming up soon, I'm going to talk about a few things on the podcast. Um, communicating to the C-suite has been a big request. So how you communicate something to the C-suite and change your communication. I might get really into tactics on that because a lot of people have been interested in it. And and I've got a few other things that, that are going to be coming up as well. So I'm going to work on that. Adapting in motion. This is important. A PR, a PR plan is an important part of adapting emotion and a bit, your ability to find yourself in the new economy. So get the book, Adapting Emotion, Finding Your Place in the New Economy. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, your local bookstore, uh, Brock Silver Books in Scarsdale. Um, there you go. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for listening. And as always, I'm here to help. So reach out. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. Bellwether.